Hey everyone, welcome to a brand new series called Kayla Runs a Half Marathon, where I'll be coaching and interviewing aspiring distance runner Kayla Roten through her journey to her first half marathon. Follow week by week as Kayla trains for her big day and let's find out together what it takes to cross the finish line. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, Kayla, how's it going? Hey, Harrison, it's going well. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you. Sorry, last week's podcast episode didn't work out very well. Oh, that's just fine. It's, you did uh, a good job summarizing what we talked about. So, <laughs> thank you. Hopefully, runner or hopefully, uh, listeners enjoyed uh, a shorter episode to kind of get the get what they needed and then move on with their day. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, how did training go this past week? It. Okay. It went pretty well. I am happy and proud to say that I did everything and I did the three miles, which just seems huge to me. Um, awesome. but it did have, it did have its ups and downs. So, um, we can kind of talk about it. Yeah. Let's start with Monday and Thursday. You were supposed to do your one and a half mile runs. How did those go? Yeah. So, um, they went all right. So we had some bumps in the road and Monday I woke up and I had such a terrible cold. Um, I just felt so bad and I struggled through all day. Um, my husband had to work early, so I, I knew I wasn't going to be able to run until later. He got home, um, in the afternoon and I just knew I wasn't feeling super well. So I'm like, Hey, I have to go on my run right now. I like had hardly eaten anything all day. Cause I felt so sick, but I just like wanted to do it. So, um, I ended up doing a walk run split where I would, um, run for four and a half minutes and then walk for, um, wait, yeah, that's right. And then walk for 30 seconds. So they were in five minute increments. Yeah. And I did finish, like I, I did that and I stuck to it. Um, so slow though, Harrison, I was like, <laughs> like almost a 15 minute mile. I think it was like, ended up being 1430 or something. Um, I finished around seven and I went straight to bed. Oh, <laughs> Not wow. even joking. I just felt so sick. So that was rough. Um, but then I slowly started to feel better. So by Thursday, I was feeling much better. Um, and my Thursday run, I ran half of it. So I ran 10 minutes, um, which was like 0.75 miles. And then I walked for one minute and then ran the rest of the way. Nice. Um, so when I looked at the like halfway mark, so at 0.75 miles, uh, my pace was, I was on pace to do like 1242. 
Um, but then like with the walk and then the second half, I ended up with an average of like 1330 pace. Okay. Um, but I, I felt good. Like my legs felt strong, my body felt strong, but I did feel, um, like out of breath. So okay. My legs like felt good. I, I, even at like 1.25 miles, I was like, Oh, I could go so much longer. But then that last little bit, I'm like, no, I'm tired. <laughs> like, yeah. So, um, but it, it felt so much better than Monday. Cause I, at that point I was feeling a lot better, like cold wise. Sure. It's amazing because our bodies know what our limits are. You know, when you talk about you've been running kind of up to about a mile up to this point. And so now you, you introduce this new distance and your body's like, wait, I feel good. Oh wait, no, I don't because I'm not ready for this. I'm not used to this. And that's exactly why we train, right. To be conditioned. Um, when you're, I want to comment on when you're, you were sick. So I would advise not only to you, but of course, everyone listening, if you're feeling sick, I mean, don't feel like you need to go out and run because you want to check the box on the training program. I, I know that that's, uh, something to be applauded for, for your, um, diligence, you know, and, and wanting to get that done, but please don't feel like you need to, if you're not feeling well, because it could impact, you know, your recovery, or it could sideline you for longer if, if it makes your sickness worse. Now, if it's like barely a cold, you know, slight runny nose or something, you might be okay. But if you're just not feeling good or you're feeling out of it, by all means, just, just skip that day. Okay. (laughs) But I'm glad to hear that you got through it. I mean, that's, that's, that's good. And then you rested and it sounds like you got better uh, pretty quickly. Yeah, I, I was able to feel, especially because Tuesday with the strength training, um, you know, that's not terrible for me. So with those two days in a row, I was starting to feel really a lot better by Wednesday. Oh, good. So let's talk about the strength training real quick. Um, are you feeling like the, the same few exercises, the squats, the calf raises, the bridges, the crab walks, are those working for you? Like, I guess, are they working your bus- muscles to where you feel like, Hey, this is a challenge or is it feeling too easy at this point? Um, I did this week. I did use my weights. So I used two 10 pound weights, um, for all my squats and all my bridges. Um, and I would say that they feel it's pretty easy for me. Okay. I had a yeah, feeling you were going to say that because <laughs> yeah. last, last week you said that you're and listeners didn't hear this. Cause I, I recapped the episode, but I, I missed this part, but you had said that over the years, you've really enjoyed strength training and it's something you're used to. So you're probably a little more advanced than what I had prescribed here. Yeah, I could, I could definitely do more. Okay. More yeah. So what I'll recommend to change on your strength training is so starting with squats, Rather than banded squats, if you have access to a gym, so maybe go to the gym and do weighted squats. So if you can do squats with the, if you're, if you're already trained to do, like if you're comfortable doing squats with the bar behind you, you know, on your shoulders, by all means, start doing that. Pick a, pick a weight that's not going to sideline you and make you super sore for the next few days, but maybe just pick a weight that's slightly uncomfortable for you. So you know, if, if it's just the bar or maybe it's adding some tens or adding some 25s or, or whatever the weight is that you're kind of able to do, let's call it six to eight reps, uh, go ahead and throw that on there and you'll do, you'll do three sets of those. Okay. If you, if you're not comfortable with squats with the bar, just grab some dumbbells, but a little, little heavier than the 10 pounders that you were using. So maybe just grab one like 25 pounder or one thirty pounder 
kind of hold it in front of you and then do the squats that way. So that's a, that's a good way to add some, some weight. Like yeah, exactly. Perfect. Okay. Yeah, I can do those. Okay. So that's going to make your squats a little bit harder. Um, calf raises those, if 15 to 20 is feeling super easy on each side, then let's increase that. Let's go up to 25 or 30, just kind of do what you can on each leg per set to where your calves are on fire. Um, <laughs> we really want to okay. strengthen those calves. Okay. And, and again, you don't want to kill your calves or tear anything or do anything crazy, but you know, to, to the point, like when I do calf raises, I get to about 30 and my calves are like, okay, I can't go anymore. Um, <clears throat> bridges, you can keep doing those as you are maybe, maybe a little heavier weight, maybe grab like a 20 or 25 pound dumbbell and, and do those kind of put those over your, your torso or your hips. Um, and then crab walks, just keep doing those with the band. I don't know of any way to make those more challenging other than a band that's got a little bit more resistance, but keep doing the kind of the three sets of eight to 10 in each direction. Okay. Perfect. And if you want to start doing like additional strength training, so, so lunges, if you're familiar with lunges where one foot mm -hmm. comes forward and you're coming down, kind of touching that back knee to the ground slightly, um, 10 on each side would be great. And then three sets of that. And I know lunges can be pretty challenging for a lot of people. So if you wanted to just do body weight at first, see how that goes, then feel free to add weights if you feel like that's too easy. Okay. That sounds great. Cool. And then if you have more time for strength training, you can definitely start working in some core. So if you want to do planks, like hold in a, hold a plank for like 30 seconds, that would be great. Maybe do that two or three times. Um, just start building up those core muscles. Cause that's going to help as we start talking about running form. Yeah, that's okay. That's a great idea. Yeah, cool. So that's strength training. So go ahead and, and follow the same plan. So Monday, um, you're going to, instead of doing the one and a half, I'm going to have you, I'm going to have you still do, um, one and a half on, on Thursday, but on Monday, I want to see you do two miles if you can. Okay. Okay. So two miles on Monday, which is tomorrow. Um, and then you're going to do on Thursday, keep the one and a half, uh, Tuesday. We just talked about strength training Wednesday, 25 minutes of cross training. Now, um, how's the cross training going for you? Um, yeah, I'm okay. I'm glad we're talking about this. So it's going well. Um, but as of now, so I, I don't have access to a pool. Otherwise I might try swimming. Um, so right now I've just been doing cycling. It's something I like, like I've been doing stationary cycling. Yeah. Um, and it feels good. Like I, I definitely work up a sweat and I enjoy it, but I, um, like, I think it might be too easy for me. Mm -hmm. I, I, like I, I do work up a sweat and I feel like I get a workout, but I'm, I'm not like, it doesn't feel like I'm pushing it too far. Like, so we can talk about my run on Saturday, but I am getting to the point, like I got to the point on Saturday on my long run where, you know, you like, you're hitting that wall where you're like, your side is hurting and your like cardio is being pushed to the limit. Um, so I wanted to ask if the style of cross training matters um, or if you want variety, because at this point, I don't know how it's helping me, if that makes sense. Aside sure, giving, sure. Aside from giving like my legs a break from impact. Yeah, so exactly. Giving your body a break and recovering. We, we want to keep it 
pretty easy. Like we don't want it to be something that's causing you to work to the point where it's now jeopardizing your runs. But if it's feeling too easy, I mean, if you're, if you're on the bike, for example, one quick and easy solution would just be increase the resistance. So, you know, if you're, if you're on the bike and it feels too easy, like I'll tell you this much when I'm on my, my bike on my own and I'm just pedaling, it can kind of feel kind of, it can feel pretty easy. But then when I get on the Peloton and I take a class, they put on these intervals and, and there are points where I'm literally huffing and puffing and sweat is dripping down my face. And I, and that just comes down to the cadence. So how quickly you're turning your feet and then the resistance, you know, so how much pressure is on that, that wheel to, to, you know, make it harder for you, which kind of simulates going up a hill. So I would just say maybe crank up that resistance a little bit and try to see if you can get to a point where you're a little bit more out of breath. You know, you're working a little bit harder and, and maybe do intervals. So start off with 10 minutes, super easy, and maybe do like five minutes at a interval where at a resistance level and cadence where you're really, you're really working, you're really trying hard and then three minutes recovery. So back to three minutes, easy spinning, and then do five minutes again, and maybe do like two or three intervals of that. And then five or 10 more minutes of cool down. And, and you could do instead of 25 minutes, as we've been doing, you could increase that to like 35, 40 minutes. Um, another thing you could do with cross training. So swimming was a great idea. Um, you could do rowing. I have found that rowing is really, really challenging and works up a sweat does not impact your legs. So if you have a row machine at your gym, maybe do like two minutes at a time and then break for a minute and just do like five intervals of that. That could be a really good cross training. Okay. Yeah. I think we do have some of those. So I'll check, I'll try that out. Yeah. Or you could do elliptical and just increase that resistance as well. Um, so yeah, I mean, again, recovery is the key here, but we do want to help you build some, uh, cardiovascular fitness, you know, not just, not just in your legs, but we want to help you, um, get to where, you know, your endurance is such that you can handle these long runs. And, and that comes over time. That doesn't happen immediately. Um, that takes consistent runs over the course of several weeks, which we're still barely into this, right? We're still only two weeks into it. So, um, let's talk about that long run on Saturday. So you had to do three miles and how did that go? Yeah. Okay. I was so, I (laughs) was nervous for it. Um, just cause I haven't run three miles in a very, very, very long time. Um, so I was nervous. I decided I wanted to go in the morning. Um, and I'm, I'm going to ask you about this in, uh, at, like after I summarize it, but, um, I didn't, I didn't eat breakfast. I just, um, I drank some water and then took off. And, um, I, the first mile felt great. I like, I mean, it makes sense. Cause that is what I have been running. So I was feeling good. I was taking it slow. I think the first mile was like 12, um, 40. Um, so I was still taking it slow cause I knew that I had two more miles to go. Mm-hmm. Um, but it felt good. And then, um, at a mile and a half, I was tired <laughs> and I took, uh, like a 20 second walking break, um, when I turned around and then, um, it was starting to get warm. This was, I was running like around nine to 10 in the morning. Okay. So it was like starting to get warm, but not terrible. Um, but I started getting really thirsty and started getting a headache and by two miles, 
um, I was really tired. And by two and a half, I was really, really thirsty. And I realized that I really want a flip belt (laughs) (laughs) so I could have water. Um, But I found a water fountain around two and a half miles. I took some sips of water um, to finish it. But I was, I was really tired that last half mile. Um, I was really dragging, um, still running. So I, like, I took a little tiny break to get the water, but um, I was still running the whole time. Um, and then the last, like the very end, you know, like the quarter mile or the very end, I just was so, I was, yeah, like dragging is just the best word. Like yeah, my form, I know my form was terrible. I was like, slumped over, you know, just trying to make it. Um, and I just, the whole time I was just telling myself like, okay, it's okay. It'll get easier. Like you are doing it, like you're doing it. So I was really happy to finish (laughs) and proud of myself that I finished. Um, it was cute. My husband, he kind of knew when I would be back, like based off of how I've been running lately. So he had brought the kids out (laughs) to like be there when I finished. Oh, that's awesome. They like ran up to me. So I was like, oh yeah, this is awesome. <laughs> I did it. I did it. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So I mean, some successes. I am happy that I finished and I was and I ran like you know the whole time almost aside from a couple tiny breaks. Um, but I definitely was tired and I had a headache and um it it had some questions come up for me if you don't mind me asking them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so when you run in the morning, I know that you say you run in the morning. It's not something I've done a lot because of our situation, but mm-hmm. I'm hoping to run more. Um, my husband just finished his rotation. We have a few weeks in between like graduation and when he starts residency. So I'm hoping to run in the morning while we have that time. Um, are you supposed to eat breakfast before you go running? If so, like, what do you recommend? I didn't know. Cause I, I was, I felt like really tired and kind of weak during the run. Yeah. And I'm assuming that's probably cause I hadn't eaten anything since like dinner before. And, and when you say tired, were your legs tired? Was it your, like you were out of breath? Was it just, you were feeling dizzy? Yeah, it, it was, um, my legs felt pretty good. Um, almost the whole time actually. Um, and I'll say my pace. So the, my first mile, it was like 12, 40 my second two miles were both 1340 like exactly the same okay so I averaged about like 1325 1330 ish um for the whole thing so like yeah my legs felt good and I, I my side started hurting at the end like the last half mile but it was more that I just like I had a headache a terrible headache um which I think I was just really thirsty and I just felt a little weak sure like not yeah it wasn't just fatigued yes yeah okay what did you eat the night before we had um sun-dried tomato pasta okay so so like white pasta yeah okay good um okay so every so first and foremost i'm not a dietitian so when it comes to the eating piece i can only speak to my experience and just working with a few different athletes but um if you wanted a full blown meal plan and what do I eat when exactly, you know, you'd have to talk to an expert, but here's what I'll share with you. What I've heard. And and we did an episode with um, a couple of different dietitians. uh, What I've been told by experts is that anything under about 75 minutes, you really don't need 
fuel on the run. Um, with that said, eating before, and there's controversial uh, opinions. Some people say, oh, you don't need to eat because it's better for your body to train um, just off of the carbs from the night before, um, from the glycogen stores and getting your body ready for those to be depleted. But here's what I'll say, just in my experience, I always do feel better on the run when I have something to eat before. And I, I know a lot of dietitians would recommend that. So what I would say is eat something that's light in your stomach. That's not going to just stick in there. Nothing greasy. I would say like a banana, if you like bananas is perfect. Um, like a piece of toast with some peanut butter would be great. Uh, what I'll often do before a long run is I'll eat a banana and like a piece of toast with some peanut butter and drink some water. And that's it. Um, everybody has their own routine. Some people eat like oats. Um, I've heard of all kinds of different pre-run fueling ideas, but uh, start experimenting. This is a perfect time for you to start experimenting because we've got quite a few weeks ahead of us for you to trial and error here and, and see what works for you. Um, I would just say, if you're going to eat, don't do it like 10 minutes before your run, maybe eat like first thing when you wake up, like, let's say it's, let's say it's Saturday morning and you're going to run at eight o'clock and you're going to wake up at seven. So great. Wake up at seven, wake up. First thing you do, drink some water, eat your food. And then maybe like an hour later, you can go for your run. Ideally two hours, but let's be honest, you've got small kids. There's no way you're waiting two hours to go on your run. Um, uh, but yeah, like just try to get in some good, good carbs that will be helpful to you on that run. Again, for me, it's banana, some toast, some peanut butter, but it's going to be different for everybody. Does that help? Yeah, that definitely helps. Um, and then another question. So when I stop to get, and I'm, so I am going out probably tomorrow and I'm going to buy the flip belt. So I cool. have some water with me. Um, but when I, I was so thirsty and when I stopped to get my drink from the water fountain, um, I and this may be, okay, this may be a dumb question again, but um, I was like scared to just gulp down the water because I don't know. I didn't mm. know if that was bad. What, what do you recommend um, for like water consum consumption, you know, during your run or. Yeah. So we talked in a previous episode, getting that foot belt with the special water bottle that fits behind you. And you can do, you don't have to go with that brand. You could pick any number of, of products out there, but um, I like to take water with me on the run. And then I, I always get to that point, like you said, where you just get thirsty and just like, you need to wet your mouth. You need to start drinking something. And I usually like to take really small sips. Like I'll take out my bottle and I'll just take like a little mouthful and just kind of swish it around and then put my water bottle away. And then maybe a minute later, a little bit more, just like uh, just tiny bits, because what I don't want to happen is I gulp down like a like a whole water bottle. And now it's just sitting in my stomach sloshing around. So that's another thing for you to experiment with. Um, and, and, and hand in hand with this, with hydration the night before, and really just in general, now that you're training for a half marathon, you should be drinking lots of water all the time. Uh, just so that your body is well hydrated so that by the time you get on that run, you're, you're not getting dehydrated, especially it's summertime coming and, and, and you just always have enough uh, hydration inside of you to where, you know, you're not at risk for passing out or something like that. Okay. Yeah, definitely. I, I do think that is something I need to 
improve in my general life is sure. drinking more water. So, um, okay. And something, right. something with electrolytes is always super helpful. I, I personally don't like to take a gate. Like I don't like to put Gatorade in my flip belt water bottle because sometimes when I'm running, especially on a long run, there's nothing better than just water. Um, I like having both options. So in a race, you'll usually have both options. They'll have a table with water and with Gatorade. And I will usually kind of switch off. Um, but when you're just thirsty and your mouth is dry and all you have is like a warm Gatorade sloshing around in your flip belt, it, it's, it's not super appealing. Um, at least that's my experience. So I would recommend um, as we get into longer runs, having some type of electrolyte supplement either like like having a second drink with you or having like salt tablets which we can talk about as we get further into it i don't think you're there yet i don't think you need to worry about it because you're not out on the run for long enough but maybe just drink gatorade like after your run and maybe a little bit before your run or kind of throughout the day just so you're getting those electrolytes okay so just okay. try to incorporate that into your lifestyle okay i <laughs> it feels like silly because I am running, you know, relatively short distances right now, but, um, I am so excited to like be able to run longer. <laughs> no, I mean, um, I, you shouldn't feel ashamed. And here's the thing. Think about it. You ran three miles, which is almost a quarter of your race distance. So you're really progressing quickly. You've tripled the distance that you've been doing, um, just in a matter of two weeks. And, and so, if you look at it that way, it's really quite impressive. And your body's just kind of like, whoa, what is, I'm not used to this. And the good news is that your legs are feeling strong because the other stuff is easy. In my opinion, that just is consistency and getting out there and training your body to, to, to be out on the run for extended periods of time. The hard part about training for a half marathon or a marathon is the, is the injuries that come from it within your legs, usually your shins, your feet, your knees, et cetera. If you're not experiencing those at this stage, you're in great shape. Because again, the other stuff, your body will become conditioned unless you have some type of health condition that would prevent you from getting there, right? Which it doesn't sound like you do. I think we've talked extensively. And um, if, if your legs are strong, then, then we're moving in the right direction. Okay, good. Um, and okay, so this brings me to my second question. So I did have something else pop up today, which um, I think might be a result or this week, I guess, which might be a result of this question. But I was saying at the end of my run, um, I was like, really, I knew that my form, like, I just felt so hunched over, you know, barely getting my feet under me. <laughs> this seems silly. But um, I, so I wanted to ask about how you maintain your form when you like get that tired because then I think like that bad form this is so silly I'm not that even that old I'm 29 but um this was completely unrelated to running I was just playing with my kids and I reached down to grab a ball and I like tweaked my back <laughs> and my husband's like how old are you like that's not a problem you should be having <laughs> um but I was able to get it sorted out. Like I got a lot of back massages from my husband and he kind of, you know, was able to fix it. Um, but I think that might've been because of poor form. So I kind of want to talk about one, how you um, can maintain that when you're tired and just, you know, 
platform in general? Yeah. So um, what I want to do is, is kind of touch some, some high points with form. And if we need to get deeper into it in a future episode, we can, but as far as, yeah, you're, you're on your longer run and you're starting, your form is starting to, to get less, you know, effective because you're getting fatigued. That's totally normal. And that just comes down to, to fitness and strength. Um, so the best thing you can do for your form is to Im- improve your strength. So if you feel like your shoulders are slumping, for example, well, maybe we need to increase our, our shoulder strength. Um, if you feel like your knees are starting to kind of dip inward or outward, or your, your running form get, gets a little funny and you're kind of dragging your feet and, and you're, you can't get your, your, you can't pick up your feet quick enough, you know, um, then that, yeah, probably some leg strength, but, but also it's just the fact that your body's not used to running this distance and that will get better over time. So okay. kind of a, kind of a broad answer. That's not a great one, but just keep it up, keep working hard, keep strength training and it will fall into place. It will get better. But with that said, there are some general kind of ideas for you as you, as you think about kind of head to toe. And when Mo and I started this podcast, this was one of the first episodes we ever did, but um, I'll just touch a few of these here. So as far as your head, you know, try to look straight forward, try not to be looking straight down at the ground or looking straight up. That's pretty self-explanatory. Your shoulders, some people say, you know, you kind of pull them back, almost like you're squeezing a pencil between your shoulder blades. That's probably a little intense, but just picturing that naturally helps you bring your shoulders back. Um, if you talk about your hands, you know, your hands are kind of picture you're grasping a potato chip rather than clenching those fists, you know, that, that takes extra energy and, and, and decreases your productivity of your form. Um, your arms should be kind of going forward and backward versus side, like versus crossing over your body. You don't want them crossing over your body with your elbows out. Um, we talk about your, your torso, making sure you're upright, making sure that you're slightly leaning forward at the hips, not, not like you're bent over forward, but just slightly um, to where you're not leaning backwards and you're not just straight up because then you're less aerodynamic. And um, yeah, it's, it's better to, again, you don't want to be crunched down, but you want to be uh, just slightly leaned forward. Um, and then your knees, you know, I, I think what's important is, is you think about where, where are you, how are your knees shaped and where are your feet landing? So if you're over striding, meaning between every step you're landing on your heels or your foot is further in front of your knees, you know, so like if you, if you were to draw like a, like a, a 90 degree angle, um, or I guess an angle from like your hip to your feet are your knees directly above your feet when you land on the ground or are your knees you know are your feet in front of your knees and if, if the answer is your feet are in front of your knees you're probably over striding and so you want to make sure that your cadence is such cadence meaning how many steps you're taking per minute is such that you're not over striding so um play around with that this week we can talk about it more next week but as you're taking your steps, just make sure you're taking enough steps, so shorter steps to where you're not like reaching out and landing on your heels. Um, would you say you're like, where would you say your feet land when you're running? Yeah, I actually, um, so when I used to run, you know, going back eight to 10 years, I actually struggled with shin splints all the time. My shins mm-hmm. always hurt. 
um, when I was running at that point, I was much younger and um, I was running a lot faster than I run now. Um, so when I started running again, I purposely started taking, um, I watched some like videos <laughs> about, about sure. this and about like how to, you know, not get chin splints because I just got those all the time yeah. and they talked about what you're talking about. And so, um, yeah, I, I have tried really hard to be land, you know, doing what you were just talking about landing right underneath. Um, so I do think, and that's partly cause I'm still starting. Um, but I definitely go slower cause I'm not trying to overreach. Like, I think that's what I was, I was always sure. trying to go faster. Didn't have that form. So yeah, I think that, that I do a pretty good job with, I have not had any shins problems Good. the whole time I've started running again. So, um, I think that was my problem before. Yeah. Well, do me a favor this week at any point, have your husband or one of your kids, depending on how old they are, maybe your husband, have them film you running just down the street and send it to me, text it to me. And let me take a look. Cause what I'm going to look for are two things. One, what does your form look like in general based on the things we just talked about? And two, what does your cadence look like? Because and again, this is controversial. Some runners, some coaches will say, you've got to hit 180 steps per minute. Others will say, no, everybody's different. Everybody's different body types, et cetera, different skill levels. Um, I mean, if you watch like the elite marathoners, they're going faster than 180. Um, it, but here's the thing. If you're running like slower than 150, then you're probably, you could probably increase your speed quite a bit and not overstride by just simply increasing your cadence, taking more steps. So let's okay. try that. Let's start with that and see how you do um, and see if I have any feedback for you. And I can post that if you're comfortable with it on our Instagram uh, or we can talk about it on the next episode. But let's let's try that as kind of the next step with regards to form. Okay, yeah. Do you, um, do you use Strava to record your runs? I, I do. Um, I, I use my yeah. Garmin. I use my Garmin and then it, it, it okay. transfers the to Strava. Reason, the only reason I ask is I was wondering if you feel like the cadence tracker on that is pretty accurate. You know, I'm not sure because you're using your phone and I'm not sure how it gathers that data, but um, what is it saying? Um, if I'm looking, I'm looking back at my past few runs and, oh, that was my Monday one where I was going so slow. Um, it looks like my average is around 150. Oh, cool. Okay. Give or so, like this one was 145. Yeah. Uh, I would say over time, we're going to want to try to inch that up. So maybe, okay. maybe consciously on one of your shorter runs this week, consciously try to go like 10% higher, maybe okay, do like that, 160. Okay. And that just means more steps, more steps, so taking faster steps. Yep. And here's, here's my best hack for that. Do you use Spotify or Apple music? Yes. Okay. I use Spotify. Spotify. Perfect. Go to Spotify and just search like BPM 160, like, like running 160 or something like that, because there are playlists with that cadence in mind and then just run to the beat. Oh, and so okay. that should be helpful to start training to do that. Okay. I'll, I'll try that. Cool. Uh, and then this week, do you feel comfortable attempting on Saturday, a four mile long run? Yes. 
Okay. You can do it. it. You can totally do it. I can do it. Yeah, Yeah. I got it. Yeah, try eating a little before. Take some water with you. If if you don't have a foot belt by then, that's fine. Just take like a water bottle and, and just carry it or put it at, on your front porch or something and then do like loops, like do a mile and then come back to your front porch and drink some and, and that kind of thing. So, um, well, cool. A- any questions outside of, uh, I know we've already, t- <laughs> I know yeah. you've already asked some, but any other questions? Not, no, I don't think so. You answered all my questions. Awesome. Well, I'm excited to see your progress. You're already doing great. And, and by the way, you know, you've talked about how your legs are feeling strong, but if you ever do get to the point where, Hey, this is a little bit too much strain because we're pushing you about six days a week. And I know some of those days are pretty easy cross training days. And some of the runs are really short, but if you do get to a point where you feel like this is a bit much, just, just pump the brakes you don't have to train this much or this often we can design the plan around you make sure we work in more rest days so just keep that in mind okay i will thank you so much for you know all the coaching and stuff oh i do want to say um i have a tiktok that is for running and i'm posting so um i'm posting kind of like updates on the day very casual cool Um, if people want to check it out it's kayla runs fast <laughs> awesome i did it as like um trying to manifest that but um yeah so i if people are interested there's that but they can also reach me on kayla Roden. awesome Instagram. i love it well thank you so much we'll we'll make sure that we share that thank you harrison okay Thanks take care absolutely good luck bye Follow us on Instagram at Crummy Marathoners. We'd love to hear your feedback and take any questions you might have. Also, don't forget to subscribe so you know when new episodes come out. And please leave us a five-star review so more people can join this running journey with us. Our theme song is Change the World by Breck. You can find his music on Spotify, searching B-R-E-K-K. B-R-E-K-K.